Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of the Unwritten Rule, fall camp is nearing its end for Mizzou football, so we're going to talk about the updates there, um, including they had a fan night, so that gave everyone on Twitter the chance to overreact to everything when uh, the team was playing against air. So um, we're going to talk about that. We got a cool scholarship video for football, and then on the men's hoop side, we have a couple more targets um, that are going to visit in September, so Dennis Gates continuing to cook there, uh, and a couple other just general Mizzou sports updates as well. Um, we're going to do quick hits and then we're going to finish the show talking about a cool new thing with, uh, believe the, uh, the company we of course are, um, grateful to work for. So, um, plenty to dive into today. Great show for you guys to start your week. The unwritten rule starts right now. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, August 21st. And if you were a Mizzou football fan and you didn't know the name, Ben Strotman, you probably do now. Um for for all the Mizzou football fans uh, out there, he got put on scholarship. I want to start with this, Kenny and Peyton, because I think like this this is like one of my favorite things in sports. These scholarship videos where these walk ons, guys that transfer maybe from D two, trying to just make it onto a high level football team um, like Mizzou is in the SEC, get put on full scholarship. Um, and this kid Ben Stratman did um, the other day. Mizzou football tweeted the video. I I just love this stuff. So I'm starting there. And I'll open it up as well, just for you guys to talk about fall camp um, and particularly the open practice and maybe the stuff we learned from that. But I just this scholarship video is so cool. Yeah, uh, these scholarship videos are always uh, just dynamite. Um, every single one of them is always a feel good story. Uh, this Ben Stropman, uh, I believe he's from Missouri S&T, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. so another small school Drinkwitz loves doing this type of stuff. Uh, we saw it with Cody Schrader last year coming from another small Missouri school in Truman state. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a feel good video. Um, how can you not love these? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of funky the way they did it. Just going, Oh, book pickup you- at noon. Hey, you're not paying attention, Ben. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, good. You're on scholarship. That was kind of the way it went down, but I mean, just seeing his reaction, his teammates' reaction, it's always great. It's it's pretty interesting. I, I wouldn't compare it necessarily to Cody Schrader's, though. Uh, Cody Schrader didn't even get a scholarship until January. They told him he would get one because he became one of the primary running backs last year after playing in Division Two football. Um, well, nonetheless, this is an awesome awesome video you always love to see these kind of one these kind of videos and I remember seeing when when he committed to Mizzou there was some fun videos of him squatting guy can squat a lot like he has a lot of strength behind him maybe a good depth piece moving forward nonetheless um happy day for him and for his family yeah it's it's just the the it's one of the it's one of my favorite things I think just in sports like some people really over dramatize it I think it would have been funny if you know, at the end of his little speech when he was like, I'm just excited to work. If he was just like, hey, wait, coach, what time was the book pickup again? I actually wasn't listening. <laughs> just wasn't just wasn't paying attention. They, they ripped the scholarship from him. Yeah, right like, actually, never mind, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> Back to a walk on. Um, but yeah, so cool. Cool day for him. Um, but diving into um, a lot of the guys who are already on scholarship, I guess. Um, Mizzou football had an open practice. We had a lot of tweets, both from professionals and not because of course fans could uh, attend this one it was at Faro field um which i just love because everyone can kind of overreact to to people playing against air i know we got some texts about certain quarterbacks missing throws against nobody um but we also got some important updates as to um that position going into the season as well as some other stuff so what did we maybe learn from this uh this practice on Faro last night we're filming on a sunday so this was on on Saturday evening, this team practice. What do you think? Uh, what did we learn? Yeah, I mean, uh, 
so it was Brady Cook with the first team offense, uh, and Sam Horn did get a couple series with the first team offense, but he was mostly running with twos. Um, and ordinarily, maybe you'd say that's not that significant, but this was the last practice of fall camp. And Drinkwitz did pretty much confirm what we already kind of everybody had kind of been guessing. Jake Garcia is out of the of the running for the starting job. It'll be Brady Cook and Sam Horn uh, on the opener. So Drinkwitz has really taken his time. Um, you can look at this a, a lot of different ways. I, you can look at it as, wow, Jake Garcia must have been really bad, or wow, Sam Horn and Brady Cook just have made those kind of strides. There's no way for us to really know right now. Um, I would like to believe it's one, it's the it's the latter, um, but we're just not going to know until uh, probably not even opening night. We're probably not going to know until Kansas State. I will say it's good to see maybe a stronger competition this year compared to last year, um, last last even last spring. So 2022, uh, there was a lot of talk about Tyler Macon pushing Brady Cook for that job. Got to the start of the season. Brady Cook. It's Brady Cook's job the rest of the year. Um, we saw some mix-ups, some guys getting some action at quarterback as well. And Brady Cook, of course, played most of last year after the Kansas State game with a shoulder injury. So it's good to see uh, Brady Cook in his second year coming in as a starting option uh, and healthy. Uh, the guy can the guy can scramble um, in Eli Drinkwitz's offense the last two or three seasons. He's asked for two first downs a game by his quarterback with his legs. Um, of course, he's handing over the playbook. But at the same time, it's just refreshing to see some competition at the quarterback position. Um, moving forward, you, you want to see Sam Horn take that job, but Brady Cook can continue to play well and kind of grow from last season where he, he struggled in different categories. That's the best thing moving forward, especially in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, I think um, I think both both things can be true, right? Where it's like it's like you said, Kenny, it's good that Brady Cook is kind of emerging and growing. We know he was hurt last year for a majority of the season, but it's also good that Sam Horn is giving that challenge that you'd expect a four-star guy coming in last season to give. So I think, I think we're right where we want to be. I, I, from what I gather in terms of where this battle is, we we've, you know, repeatedly stressed the importance of finding a good quarterback to really make this team work this year because of, of the, the strength that they have in other areas. So um, yeah, that's, that's going to be an interesting battle. It was funny too. I know Gabe Darman was like calling people out or not calling people out, but just, you know, kind of, kind of poking fun at the fact people were surprised that, you know, last night it was like, yeah, this is going to take into the season. That's been reported that it was likely going to go into the first couple weeks of the season. I know we've talked about that a lot. So I thought that part was funny. Um, other things from fall camp uh, or from that, that practice last night, maybe that we learned, I know there was some, um, you know, reps again, they were playing against air. So not much you can really take away, but if you guys have any other, any other updates. Um, what was interesting to me, uh, DJ Wesselak got some snaps uh, at the second DN position, uh, the second group DN position. Uh, Joe Moore did not take any snaps, not sure the transfer from Arizona state, or at least it sounded like he didn't take like anything. Um, that's interesting to me. Uh, he was kind of thought to be in contention for that first spot. Uh, maybe he's just hurt. Don't really know for sure. Um, Damian Wilson got some run with the ones, but that was because Chad Bailey was hurt. So I think we know he's kind of the top reserve at this point. He flashed uh, pretty well last year when he got when he had to play. Um, so yeah, just some just little interesting things. Marcellus Johnson played all over the line, so I think. Uh, I think Kenny kind of said it last episode. He'll probably be just the utility guy on, playing the sixth spot on the line wherever it is. Um, but, yeah, nothing else really came of it that surprised me. Uh, I saw one tweet in particular the last maybe week or so. I don't know if it was last night. But Austin Firestone, uh, the Northwestern transfer, has been getting kind of a little bit of buzz. And that's good to see. A guy coming in for his second season of college football – um, coming from the Big Ten, didn't really play much, got into maybe three or four games, kind of garbage time, um, picked up a ball, got into the backfield, got some quarterback hurries. So that's good to see. I mean, the defensive end position last year, especially in the bowl game, was really thin. You had defensive tackles starting on the edge. Uh, to see a guy come in and make an impact that fast is good moving forward. Uh, this defense is going to be one of the strongest parts of the team, if not already the strongest. And we've talked about that at length, that we think that is the number one part of this team 
and to have depth at a position that kind of lacked going into la- into the end of last season it was a good thing to see at the start of, at the end of fall camp. Yeah. Um, only other notes I had, I saw a Dave Matter tweet just with injuries. The um, Isaac Thompson's out for the rest of the season because he got surgery. And then he also said Jalen Carley's is expected to go back this week. Chad Bailey is still recovering. And then Peanut Houston, the receiver, should be also back this week. So Isaac Thompson out. I don't I don't think he was expected to play too, too much with a um, at the start of this year, but he's out for the season. But yeah, so interesting developments at QB for those who I guess didn't already know it will take into the season, which is probably a good thing. I think that's the the biggest takeaway there. Um, Segwaying to recruiting. We had a fun video um, with Ben getting on scholarship right after we had one of probably the cruelest videos I've seen for Mizzou fans in, in recent weeks and months with uh, Mr. Drake Kirkpatrick Jr. Of course, we talked about him last episode. Um, you know, the four star, obviously the son of a guy who just retired from the NFL, which makes us feel old, but he was between Mizzou and Alabama and did kind of an ultimate pump fake. This, that was really mean put on the Mizzou hat, had the Mizzou Jersey. And then at the last second audible ripped it away. He is committing to Alabama. So despite landing one area Drinkwitz being on a high and recruiting, he missed out on Drake Kirkpatrick, but Peyton and Kenny, that doesn't, I don't think come as much of a surprise to, to either of y'all based on what we, we talked about, but the video, the video was messed up. I know a lot of people were surprised. Um, he did have a good amount of future casts for Mizzou. There were a couple to Alabama though. It was just kind of a weird recruitment at the end. And he totally lived up to that in his commitment. I've never been so faked out. Um, <laughs> I mean, he held up that hat and shirt. He had the hat on and held up the shirt for a good 10 seconds before he threw it down and then picked up the Alabama stuff. I mean, it's a Alabama legacy recruit. Um, and if you, you're at a legacy from Alabama and have a committable offer, it's really hard to pull someone away from that. So I wouldn't stress this one too much. I'm trying to find the tw- the text right now from Peyton. I can't seem to find it. I know he, he texted us. Oh, here it is. Drake Kirkpatrick's son is coming to Mizzou exclamation point Friday at 5.32 p.m. <laughs> 5.33 p.m. LMAO, never mind. He just did the longest hat and shirt fake ever. An all caps. Damn. One minute, one minute difference like between those two texts. You know how I found uh, out? I, I literally, I, I had the video up. I The second he held up the Mizzou shirt, swiped off it. I was like, there it is. I'm going to go tweet my Drinkwitz gift. And then you know how I found out it, I, it was incorrect? Callum McAndrew, a uh, friend of the show, he tweeted, uh, Dre Kirkpatrick Jr. commits to Alabama. And I was like, oh, yeah, he, he mistyped. And then he was like, he just did the longest hat and shirt fake ever. And my jaw dropped. And I found the video immediately. And I was, Lord, I've never been that faked out. I have grown to expect pretty much everything from those hat recruitments. Uh, but that that one floored me. Yeah, that was that was that was tough to watch for Mizzou fans. So maybe did didn't want him. Maybe that's good. Or maybe, you know, like Alan True said when he came on, could be a guy that you keep a good relationship with if it doesn't work out for him at Alabama. Um, you know, he could end up at Mizzou in a year or so. So yeah, but that was that was cruel, very cruel. Um Kenny, I wanted to go back actually. Um, I went a little out of order because I should have brought this up at the fall camp, guys. But we had captains too for Mizzou football. And I know you in particular had some thoughts on Tyron Hopper. Um, but if you guys wanted to saw what, what on earth was that? I dropped my phone because I was <laughs> looking for the captain's tweet. <laughs> hey, way to get prepared. Way to get prepared. Um, but Kenny, I want your thoughts on Tyron Hopper because you you specifically mentioned him when those came out. But then uh, who are all the captains for Mizzou football this year? Um, and, sure. and what do you make of them? First thing I would note, I didn't even know Chad Bailey switched his number. He says he's number nine now. He's been 33 for the last couple of years. That will be something interesting to see. Um, so the captains-wise, uh, talking about Tyron Hopper, though. Uh, if you see Tyron Hopper talk in any press conference, you hear him talk in general. He's very soft-spoken. He doesn't say a lot. Uh, you ask some of the players, though, yeah, he's very soft-spoken. But he's also, like, the funniest guy in the locker room. Um, last season, a lot of the players, even on the offensive side, said you go up to him, he's, he's cracking jokes, he's having fun. So he's really opened up around the guys that are on his team. 
he's opened up to the ones he's kind of made his family with Mizzou transferring in from Florida. And he's a loud voice on the field, makes a lot of noise with his pads. He one of the best defensive players on the team, one of the best defensive players in the SEC. And the players seem to really like him as a leader. And that was one that didn't necessarily surprise me. It might surprise a lot of people just based on what you know about Tyron Hopper's demeanor in in the public or just uh, in the media, but in general, uh, he's he's a leader on that field, and no surprise there from from me. I was a little surprised because just because I remember you saying you thought Cad would probably be one, um, and that wouldn't have shocked me at all. But other than that, I mean, I don't think I would have expected any other five players. I mean, even if Brady Cook, I know a lot of people were upset Brady Cook was named one. Even if Brady Cook was the third stringer, he was going to be named a captain. That is. A guy that I hate to get all rah-rah, but he literally bleeds black and gold. He played the entire season on a torn labrum. All of his teammates love him. I mean, it's he was going to be named a captain, whether he was first string or fifth string. I mean, that was – and then Schrader and Foster wouldn't expect anything else. Robinson Bailey, those uh, absolutely would have expected those as well. Yeah, you you uh, preemptively didn't let me stir the pot because I was totally going to be like, why is Brady Cook a captain if he might not be the starter? But that that does make complete sense yeah. based on, I think, what we know about him. And with eight captains last season, that, that's where I kind of got the idea. Like, you know, Cad could slip in there just as a, a leader for those secondary guys, especially some of the younger ones that are going to be seen as depth behind him and um, Ennis Rakestraw. So if there were, they did go to eight captains this year, um, I would say Cad and Armand Membu. Armin Membu got a lot of buzz last year, even as a freshman. They're like, this guy's a future captain. Javon Foster hit that one on the head. He just kept saying, anyone on this offensive line that's going to be a captain in the future, it's Armin Membu. Yeah, so maybe one to keep out uh, an eye out for, like we've said, um, for a captain down the road. Um, only other football thing. So we just had Max Chadwick on. He had some comments about uh, about Javon Foster. They were pra- it was it was praise, and now he's in a position to uh to maybe back that that praise up with a with a vote on one of these postseason awards. What's the what's the deal there, fellas? Yeah, Max announced right after our, our recording um, last week that he says proud to say that I'll be a voter for the Lombardi Award this year, given to the most outstanding lineman in college football. With how loaded the spot is at offensive line and defensive line this year i can't wait to see how it shakes out the rotary lombardi award i always thought was a fake award it's just a big (laughs) piece of granite um attached so it almost looks like a metal spatula and i replied javon foster dot 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 because he he talks highly about javon foster he's been talking highly about javon foster the last two years one of the best parts about the lombardi award is that it was open to all positions from 2017 to 2020 so you see a bunch of offensive linemen and there's joe burrow in 2019 so it's when you look at it you're like did someone hack or just like change up um wikipedia for one day and made it a different a different award but um no it's gonna go to an offensive defensive lineman and javon foster could be in that category this year wait why did it go to joe burrow they switched up the positions just for 2017 to 2020 they, <laughs> they said it could be anybody that that's what makes it feel like a fake award exactly just change the position that's funny it's um, given so yeah. out in houston oh there you the go houston award go go lobby for javon um so yeah max you know you know you know who to vote for clearly based on based on what you said to us um last show um any other football things otherwise i have some quick uh some quick recruiting on men's basketball to cover but um yeah anyway keep an eye on qb battle other fall camp stuff it's drawing to a close seasons what we got well we have college football next week and then for mizzou Mm -hmm. two weeks so we're getting we we're getting in we're almost getting into you know prediction time. We'll have to do you know previews on all these on all these teams. South Dakota State deep dive. It's getting exciting, fellas. Ton ton to ton to get hyped for for Mizzou football as this uh, season draws nearer. So basketball, you guys can uh, can hit on this for as long as quick as you want. This is just Dennis being Dennis again. Um, we got a couple more visits confirmed. Peyton, I know, has talked about how excited he always is whenever he sees these. Um, we got a five-star coming. Um, I'm going to try not to butcher his name. I believe it's Jaden Quaintance, a center. Five-star recruit, according to 24-7. He's visiting on September 21st. And then another big seven-foot-three. I don't know how on earth you can be seven-three in high school. That shouldn't be allowed. 
um, guy named Trent Burns, who is, I believe, only a three or four star, but, you know, still obviously an intriguing recruit. He will visit on September 1st um, through the 3rd. So two more guys Dennis is bringing in. Um, I also put a, a tweet from uh, Gabe Darman. Just he had the list of every guy who has um, visited Mizzou, whether they've committed or not. And just looking at that list of all the four and five stars. I mean, you guys can can hit on either of these two upcoming in particular or just, you know, what a job Dennis has done uh, with with recruiting and getting these guys on campus. Yeah, I mean, just on Burns and Quaintance, I, I, I'm not for sure either. But, um, I mean, Burns, I know they had that visit scheduled before Peyton Marshall committed. Uh, so not sure if they would really take Trent Burns anymore, but, I mean, you always want to be constantly recruiting just in case Peyton Marshall decommits. You just you never know uh, today, so always good to have backup plans. Uh, or maybe Burns is a take. You never know. Uh, acquaintance is definitely one uh, that they would take regardless of who they have on the roster. I mean, that's a big-time five-star that you'd have to battle Kentucky for. Um, I know Kentucky is – another school that has really been putting the press on him. Uh, Dennis Gates, uh, he's recruited in that North Carolina area before, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, Don't know if Mizzou really has a chance, but anytime you get um, a five-star on campus, it's it's worth the shot. I mean, they got Jaron Stevenson on campus last year. It didn't really result in anything, but to be pulling guys like that on campus is big. Two quick notes that I would add in. Uh, it's it's weird to see like a lot of um, these guys with connections to Mizzou visiting Mizzou that are just big men. Um, last yeah, couple of years, you haven't seen a strong big men, especially under Conzo Martin. Conzo Martin had some successful seasons. Not really just a primary center, a guy who can just dominate in the paint. Jeremiah Tillman was good at that, but he wasn't you know the biggest guy on the floor either. Was sometimes guys bigger than him. So seeing a guy like seven foot three Trent Burns. <laughs> that's that would, be, that would be really cool to see that in a Mizzou uniform especially if Trent Burns can just translate to college basketball and be a dominant guy like he is in high school um, another thing is that you're looking at these lists that Power Mizzou is putting out as well um, posting them to Twitter of who has visited who is um, on official visits or is going to going to visit on the unofficial as well and just so many five stars so many four stars I just don't remember like I we went four years at Mizzou and did not see like these kind of posts and God, those those kids that are there that are there now are just so lucky that they're going to get mm-hmm. all these years. So, I'm yeah. so jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm jealous too. It's it's, I mean, yeah, it's important to keep hitting on because, like Kenny said, it's it's you know it's a different time that we're in now under Dennis Gates where this is becoming the norm and and you know until it kind of is so much the norm that it's just like oh another four star you know that'll be the day but until then you know this is this is good stuff to like you know just keep keep emphasizing what a job Dennis is is doing. So yeah, well. Well said. We'll see what, what happens with those two guys. But like like Peyton said, just good to get them on campus. Um, oh, and the only other thing on basketball, um, I had I had to bring up that video of Sean East when he made the 21 threes in a row, if you guys saw that on Twitter. Warm-up God, it, as Peyton called him. He he, he won the three-point competition at the uh, – oh, what was that event called? The night at the columns or whatever yeah. it was, the, the late-night event. Um, so he's, he's doing it in warm-ups. Hopefully, I mean, I, he should not be as bad from deep as I as he was last year. I would be really surprised if that happens again, but hopefully this translates. He also, after each uh, home, I don't know if he did it on the road because never, we never saw the warm-ups on the road. At the end of each warm-up, he's shooting half-court shots until he misses. Or he has to make it to, to leave the court. Did he do that on the road too, Jack? Wait, say that again? So he would have to shoot half-court shot. You'd have to make a half-court shot to leave the court at home games. Did he do that on the road? I don't know. I, I never – I know he did it, like, in the warm-ups. Him and DeAndre Golson would just take turns and see how many they, they could make. I want to say he did. I want to say there was a couple times he'd just be out there shooting if he didn't play a lot, like, especially if he didn't play, like, a ton. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do love that tradition that him and Golston used to do. So hopefully he finds another uh, half-court shooting partner for the – the pregame we would always take like tallies and just and see how many they could make also the antlers is totally a random aside they better continue that um most missed shots did you guys ever see that chart where they would um how many shots the other team would miss in pregame and they had every team on the sign 
and it would say like, you know, Kansas missed like 15 in warmups this team. And they would, they, they had them all ranked. I thought that was dope. I thought that was hilarious, but random aside. Um, yeah. Sean East warm up God. So, um, only other thing I had, we, uh, we have sports starting fellas. I have to, uh, I have to bring this up because, uh, we'd Mizzou soccer got a win, uh, in their opening game of the season against SEMO. Some of these stats are kind of wild. So this is their season opener. And I think SEMO, you know, it's clear to me that they're just kind of the, the beat up team for just every Mizzou sport. I, I don't know what sports they're exactly good at, but I don't think soccer is one of them. Um, Mizzou had 25 shots in this game, won four, nothing. Simo had zero. They did not get a shot Ooh. on target. That is the first time Mizzou has held a team to zero shots since 2001. There's a stat oh my for you. God. <laughs> so yeah, four, nothing. Um, Olivia Cianelli, Shiana Springs, Kylie Simmons and Keegan good scored the goals, 25 shots four nothing in the, in the season opener at Walton stadium. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty resound. It's about as resounding as you can get for soccer. Yeah. I mean, second season. I think it's her. I believe it's her third third now because I, 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 yeah, I was going to mention this. I was looking at the roster. She like, it's majority her team. Now they have like, there's like a couple players left that were from the Brian Blitz era. So good to see that she's taken over, but, um, and then they play Creighton actually uh, today when we're recording this on Sunday. So way to, way to start the season. But yeah, I thought that was insane. 25 shots to zero in a in a game is pretty is pretty wild um but yeah so football continuing while more fall camp stuff um and yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get prepping for south dakota (laughs) coming up here um real soon it's 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 coming up quicker than we thought so yeah keep an eye on it and with that we will segue over to quick hits okay quick hits time kenneth would you like to start with the jersey of the week jersey of the weekend goes to larry roundtree Weekend. And of course, I got the photo of Larry Roundtree in a Texans jersey from Clutch Points. The former Mizzou running back signed with the Texans at the start of the weekend. Didn't play yesterday in the game I went to. Of course, I only stayed for two quarters. I don't even think he was in uniform yet, considering he was signed the day the night before. Uh, good to see Larry back with an NFL team. Yeah, shout out Clutch Points. I'm going to stick with the uh, Mizzou theme for my jersey of the weekend. I'm going to go with Drew Locke, uh, Liberty Bowl, Mizzou jersey. Uh, another great pro- uh, preseason showing for him. I mean, uh, Mizzou had a nice uh, nice day overall in the in the preseason, uh, other than Demaria Crockett getting uh, released. That sucks. But uh, Blaine Gabbert also had a nice day yesterday. Almost threw a Mizzou to Mizzou touchdown. Uh, Kendall Blanton was just short, but uh, – yeah, Drew Locke, five for six, 119 yards, uh, no no turnovers. Uh, it was a good day for for good old Lockie boy. He had a he had a scary moment in the first. I was watching and he got he got hit like right on his knee, and they called they called it like a um like a late hit or whatever on the quarterback. But um, I thought I thought for sure he had he might have messed something up kind of bad in his knee. But he got up and he was fine. And then they took him out pretty quickly after that. But Watching him throw to Jackson Smith and Jigba is one of the most wonderful things to to observe for me. But um, I'll keep my I'll keep most of my personal biases aside. But uh, anyway, my jersey of the week. I, I'm surprised Kenny didn't take this, but I think he already had Roundtree before. Um, I'm going Jeremy Frimpong, Kenny's guy of Bayer Leverkusen fame. The boys got a win in their first uh, first match of the Bundesliga season. I watched it on my on my laptop at 8:30 in the morning. It was great. Um, they beat RB Leipzig, who are a, a good German club, and Frimpong scored the the first goal of the season for Bayer Leverkusen. So, shout out, um, Kenny. That's your that's your guy. I hope we someday blow up and become some of the biggest Bayer Leverkusen podcasters in America of all time. And Sabi Alonso <laughs> brings us down for a game, and we're just standing there in our we're like in jumpsuits, like in the Bayer Leverkusen jumpsuits, and we're just standing there next to him. And that that'll be it. That we could die right there. They'd bury us under the field. <laughs> Sit in the uh the the chairs that the managers sit in at soccer games are literal like racing chairs. It's like They're this so almost. Cool. Yeah, it's just, it's exactly like that. Go on YouTube, I, that, you can see it. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I sit in like one of them. Yeah, I sat in one. I sat in one. I toured uh Liverpool Stadium a couple of years ago, and I got to sit in the chair and like it's the most comfortable seat. I don't know how they stand up for the entire game. I just be sitting. It's they, they'd be chilling. But yeah, big win for for uh Bayer Leverkusen to start the year. Um, All right, moving right. on. Beats spelling, spelling bee. bee. We got the spelling bee this week. 
Jack brought it up a little bit earlier. Our friend Max Chadwick, who was on last week, is now a voter for the Lombardi Award each year. And so we're going to give you four players who have won the Rotary Lombardi Award um, since 1970. You guys have to spell their names. Oh, um, we're going to start it off. We're going to go 2006 Michigan linebacker Lamar Woodley. Peyton, you can go first. Oh, Ooh, I think I know this one. Uh, L-A-M-A-R, Lamar Woodley. No. W O O D. No, he got it. You got it wrong. I think. I yeah, you got his first name wrong. Wait. Jack. Oh no, it's too. Oh. Is it L A M M A R? No. L L A M A R R. Correct. Oh. And then Woodley yeah. is of course, spelled how you would assume it's spelled. Dang it. He was a he was a Stealer, right? For like he ever? was in the yes. NFL. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's Steeler, yeah. Raider, Cardinal. Yeah. I remember him on the Super Bowl. All right, 1998 Texas A&M linebacker Dat Win. What? Say that again. Dat Win. Dat, Dat Win. Correct. D A T. Correct. I feel like there's another W H I N. Is there a little like it's like Aiden. Win? Is this win spelled like spelled like a certain shortstop in in Major League Baseball spells win? Oh, nope. dang it! W i n n. Nope. N g u y e n win. Oh, I've seen win spelled like that before. I, I have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, have man. you never seen I... that? Yeah. Never would have gotten that ever. I forgot. I forgot that that's how you can spell it too. That's yeah. Fair enough. Um, Nineteen eighty-seven, Ohio State linebacker Chris Spielman. Oh, is it, he's the guy on ESPN, isn't he? Um, he now works for the Detroit Lions. I remember him being on Fox. Oh, okay. Um, don't remember Chris Spielman. C H R I S. Spielman. S P. I E L M A N. There you go. Guys are one for three now. Um, what? Give me a year from 1970 to 1989. 1988. Yeah. 1988. Please be Desmond. Howard. Auburn defensive tackle Tracy Rocker. Tracy Rocker. T R A C Y R O C K E R. There you go. You guys went two for four. Good work this week. Maybe I'll start doing that. I'll, get, I'll let you guys choose who you get to. No. <laughs> That's, I, I actually would love that. I would try and choose easy ones. Okay. I'd love that. Uh, let's look at best beats of the week now. Pulling up the overall records. Uh, good good weekend for Jack. Uh, Bills and Steelers. Yeah. Uh, hit 42 points. The over-under was 42 and a half. Huge. Mario Leverkusen, of course, beat RB Leipzig. Uh, Bruce Dortmund beat Colm, who is Bayer Leverkusen's rival. Yeah. 1-0. Uh, I thought they would blow him out of the water. Um, big favorites there. And, of course, that Cowboys-Seahawks game that Peyton bet on went oh, until yeah. almost 12.30. I, had a, I was going to yeah, comment on it. It was, it was taking the refs were being ridiculous. The second – the last, like, two minutes of the second quarter took, like, a half an hour. It was – they were – it was so unnecessary for a preseason game. They were over over-refing the hell out of that game. So Peyton, of course, had Cowboys plus seven, uh, moving his record to eleven and eleven. I am fourteen and seven, and Jack, you are ten and twelve. That's Thank you, Josh Allen. Also, Kenny, the uh, I'm looking at the Dortmund Cole like stats. Uh, their expected goals for Dortmund was two point oh six, so they should have won two nothing. What was Cole's expected goals? Uh, one point two five. So they should have won two one. Should have been more goals. It would have been the same outcome in the end. Colton had more shots on target than, than Dortmund did, too. Okay. All um, right, well, best beats of the week. I'm staying in the soccer world. I'm taking Granada plus 157 versus Rayo Valencano. Um, nothing more than I like the name Granada. It's a hot night in Granada. It's a hot night in Granada. It's from an SNL skit. That's the only reason I'm taking him. There really wasn't oh, much to bet on, especially at 11 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday. Um, looking ahead. As opposed to 11 a.m. in the evening. Yeah, I own. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> gonna take. 
<laughs> we're gonna have our first uh we're gonna take our first college football bet here. Um that is an actual game line. Woo! I was saying that was an actual game line. Okay, I know you took the Shadur Sanders Akron, Dak Prescott Akron, one. And Akron, Akron also Akron. doesn't count. We did, that doesn't yeah. count. Um I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna bet on the Ireland game, Navy Notre Dame. I'm gonna take the fighting Irish for glory and for fame over the armed forces. I'm taking them by twenty over the armed forces, new coach. Um, quite a difference year, here. Uh, last year, Notre Dame was a bit, got a bit of a scare from Navy. Um, I think Marcus Freeman is going to have them ready to go, though. I think this is definitely a, a dominant win for Notre Dame. Uh, I'm also sticking in the soccer world. I'm going some more Prem tomorrow. I am on a hot streak, so hopefully I can keep it going. Taking a what I would think is a pretty safe bet here. Um, we have Crystal Palace at home against Arsenal. I'm taking Arsenal minus 167 money line there um, for them to win. I've actually been to a game at the um, stadium they're playing at. It's called Selhurst Park. In uh, this where Crystal Palace play. But I'm taking Arsenal. They got second last season. This should be a team they should beat. Should be able to keep my streak going. We're, what am I, two games off of 500, 10 and 12? So would love, would love to get 500 by the time um, like football starts. So... We'll see if we'll see if the the soccer can help me uh get there. There's a um a Chinese buffet restaurant in Houston called Crystal Palace. I don't really know if I want to ever eat there again. Do they? I wonder if they show games. That that would be smart. There weren't any TVs. Make it. A, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was in like a strip center. Oh, I see. Um, it was very good the first time I went. I probably won't go again. Why do you call it a strip center, and not a strip mall? I don't know. It's just the words that we use in the South. I've never Ooh, heard oh. it called that. I've always. <laughs> Uh, Peyton, one more thing I would mention about the Navy-Notre Dame game. It feels like the old white man game. Like, when you think of Navy <laughs> fans and Notre Dame fans, it's like the old white guys. You know, they're just still game. kicking. That's, what? That is Navy. <laughs> it is Navy. It's Navy Kenny has, it's the old white Kenny has a bad history with uh, fans of the armed forces. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've heard. I've heard. I don't know that's about a, that. That's a story for another time. That's a story for another time. All right, best th- or dirty birds of the weekend. Hey, hey, Kenny. Hey, SEC, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I said after that. I All know right, dirty birds. <laughs> no, I do. Dirty birds of the weekend. Um, I'm gonna move this one in here, and I'll explain why. I had this as my best thing I learned, but I switched this to dirty birds. Um, someone created a GoFundMe in Chris Jones's name, the defensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, asking for $10 million to play football this season. Of course, he's holding out on his contract with the Chiefs at the moment. He quote tweeted someone tweeting about it. LOL, this is not me. Do not send no money to this. The reason I'm calling it the Dirty Bird is that I believe it is a Kansas Jayhawk fan doing it. Of course, it would probably be someone in the Kansas City area looking for the money to pay their beloved Chris Jones to play next season. And it just seems like a Jayhawk thing to do. I mean, they might not have the best business school. They don't know business models all that well. And I'm going to say it's a Jayhawk, and that's why it's my Dirty Bird of the weekend. <laughs> Their business Hopefully schools they... teach them to do fake GoFundMes. Yes. Hopefully Justin Reed replied whatever... to it, whoever did this, dead wrong. Cry, cry, <laughs> cry emoji. <laughs> it was very funny, I will admit, seeing Chris Jones have to debunk that he does not, in fact, want $10 million off GoFundMe to play football. Um, hopefully, if it is a Jayhawk fan, uh, they put that money towards their ugly-ass football stadium. Uh, that thing is a fucking dump. Um, anyways, my Dirty Bird of the Week. This was a great one. Uh, Pete Alonzo, uh, he's not technically the Dirty Bird. My Dirty Bird is going to be Mason Wynn, who was a highly touted Cardinals prospect who was called up over the weekend. Um, he had a his first MLB hit uh, in his first game. Uh, it was a chopper down the third baseline. The throw was – I'm sorry. I just saw the video of what he did again. Uh, the throw was down – was not in time. It was not going to be in time, and it was up the up the up off the first base bag. Pete Alonzo took the ball and just chucked Mason Wynn's first MLB uh, hit like 50 rows into the stands. I mean, he just launched that thing. He started getting chirped from the Cardinals dugout because that's the only thing they have to look forward to anymore is people's first hits. Um, And Pete Alonzo was very apologetic. Mason Wynn said he thought it was funny. Um, So all around there was nothing really came of it, uh, but it was a pretty funny video. 
it's funny to do that when you're not the home team too. Like when when it's you know at the Cardinal Stadium, he's still just chucking it in there. I, I wish the fan the fan should have thrown it back. Whoever caught it, maybe it was a Mets fan. I, I just think ran out of the stadium. Yeah. So someone came down and got it from the the fans. Oh really? Yeah, he okay. has the ball. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Happy ending. Um, but that was a really funny video. Um, my dirty bird of the week uh, is myself. Um, I had a surgery recently on Friday. I went to get my wisdom teeth out. For those watching on the YouTube, you can probably tell my um, I look like a chipmunk because um, I don't have any more wisdom teeth. And I've been taking pain meds all uh, the last two days and my face hurts. Um, I, 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 I wrote some notes. I miss solid foods. Um, I have not eaten anything solid since Thursday evening when I had a pizza. And I uh, definitely took that for granted. So I, I want, um, oh, and Kenny's commenting in our private chat that now I'm stupid and have no more wisdom, which that was always true. That was always true. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pull through. Um, oh, and then I guess I, so they give you the stuff to knock you out. I apparently talked through the entire surgery, um, like to the, the do- <laughs> like the dentist trying to like fix what? my teeth. Yep. I my mom told me afterward she took me home and she said yeah apparently they told me you were talking through the entire thing while they were trying were, to work were you just making noise or were you actually talking apparently I was I was just chatting I tried to so say the, about what and they they didn't tell they didn't tell us and they tried to eat so they were trying to dig your molars up or what or your wisdom teeth up rather right next to your molars and you're just going rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I said something I said something I, I didn't know that was PC. Possible. I hope it was we, something we know PC your, too. We know your political leaning, and we don't. We hope you didn't say anything, <laughs> offend anyone. Maybe I was just spitting some facts. It would have been even funnier. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Eleven thirty one a.m. I have a podcast. I'll tell you guys that laughing gas stuff that works. It's it was it was something. Because I was I was like I wasn't nervous, and then kind of right before the room was really cold. Um, and, and so I kind of got nervous when they were telling me what they were going to do. They just put that mask on and you went into euphoria mode, but yeah. Oh, you anyway. got a mask? They put a needle yeah, in like, my vein and I looked I felt right like, at it. I felt like Bane. I was born in the dark. I wasn't, yeah. I was, a, I was awake for all of mine. Um, I really? took a sleeping pill. I fell asleep for like 10 minutes, woke up and was awake for the whole thing. Couldn't feel it. I mean, couldn't really yeah, hear they, anything. But... Oh my gosh. My like lip felt like it was like three times its size. Cause it's like, they numb it all up and so yeah anyway that's that's me i will be i have not gone outside i've watched like five movies and a lot of sports so honestly it's a good life you just veg on the couch but um yeah we'll see how long it takes until i till i eat solid foods maybe i'll have kenny tweet the photo right after the surgery that i sent them peyton do you know what um jack was most worried about getting his wisdom teeth oh taken my god out? we didn't we don't need, didn't need to call it? this out he was scared he wasn't going to be able to swallow the pill that they were going to give him beforehand. He was that worried about they didn't, a pill. They didn't give you me think, pills, actually, either. You think they were just going to be like, oh, he can't swallow the pill. I guess we're just going to do it anyways. No, 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 no. It was too big of a pill, and he was scared he wouldn't be able to get it down. What? <laughs> what kind I'm of serious. Fear is this is an actual fear he had. He was what scared kind the pill of a fear was I still bad. have it. I still have it. I bought a pill grinder afterward, and all the like pain pills I take, I just grind up and put them in like applesauce. Dude, what? This is the worst like, put it ever. This is like no, sad. That's Dick. not a thing that can occur. That is not a thing at all. What do you mean that's not a thing? You can't. You're, they're not going to give you a pill. It's too big to swallow. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't give me the pill. I was worried about the pain pills I'd take after. I know, and but so I, still, they're not going to give you pills that are going to be like hard to swallow. That's not that's not what I was worried about. I was worried about afterward taking pain medicine that in pill form and not being. That's able to not what you pills. told me. You told me you, were, you thought you'd be scared you couldn't swallow the pill before they did the procedure. I didn't know if they were going to give me a pill before, but then they didn't. They gave me a mask. Because you said you took a sleeping a pill, so I was worried I was going to have to take a sleeping pill. And I yeah, I don't. I can't. I, yeah, I got an IV. Which talking about being scared of medical stuff, Mister. Um, but. Yeah, Kenny, I, what happened lying. when you got your first COVID vaccine? <laughs> it blacked out. <laughs> I only had a coffee before. I had nothing else. It's so I yeah, blame I it on you guys it. for not getting me a water. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. I kept saying you should get water. It's what'd you learn this weekend? Best thing I learned this weekend. <laughs> uh, Marcus Golden, uh, you know, 
famous Mizzou alum. Uh, he's on the Pittsburgh Steelers now, and his position coach is one Denzel Martin, who is his best friend and was his roommate for three years at Mizzou. Um, there's a photo of them after beating Oklahoma State. Uh, they, they're posing, they're cheesing together uh, after they beat Oklahoma State in the, um, why am I blanking, Cotton Bowl. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, uh, they were best friends in college. They were roommates. Now they're once again together in the football world. Marcus Golden is still a player. Denzel Martin is in his eighth uh, season as a coach uh, in Pittsburgh. And his first position coach job just so happens to be coaching his best friend. So, yeah, nothing else really about that. I just, that's very cool. There was a good story in it from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So, yeah, give that a read. Yeah, there you go. Denzel Martin's uncle, Norris Stevenson, was the first African-American to receive a football scholarship at the University of Missouri. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't even read that part. I'm on his uh, football page on the Mizzou website from the 2014 roster. Went to Chaminade. Wow. He's from Ladue, St. Louis. Kid. Even more, even more yeah. fun facts. <clears throat> Great story. All right, best, uh, best thing I learned this weekend, uh, unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield, the song that built our show, <laughs> was in the new Teenage Mutant, the Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and I could not believe it. It was a scene with April O'Neil vomiting on TV. She was reading the morning news at her school and was throwing up in the song, and it was like, Feel the rain on your skin. And I just could not believe it that that was the part. The, the unwritten line wasn't even in the movie. But I heard this <laughs> and I was like, what? The movie was great. I want you guys to see it because we need to do a movie review of the new TMNT movie. Incredible. Really funny. Just a lot of fun. And I think it really appeals to the older crowd as well. I, I, I'm trying to picture how that scene went in my brain with that song. Like how someone can just be throwing up while that's playing it's just such a strange like that feels like such a strange scene to like put together but it was there were some funny scenes some strange scenes it was a great movie altogether yeah, yeah that's very good fun. you're that's reading good. off the cast it kind of blew my mind yeah it's but, kind uh, of star-studded yeah. you start to hear the voices more and you're like wait is that paul rudd like you just start to hear him like is that the guy from amazing world of gumball john cena's in it great did you say hannibal, you say hannibal, hannibal Burst? Burst? Is in it? yeah my, my friend i would Green. recognize hannibal right away Friend of the friend of the show. That's true. Not too no, far true. off. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, Hannibal was, I forgot. I don't know whose character's name. There was a lot of mutants in the movie. And my friend Quinn turned to me. He's like, I think that's Hannibal Burris. And I'm like, I think you're right. Like you just start to pick up on it. And it was like, oh, that's right, a famous right. person. Guy named Ray Filet. It's played by Post Malone. Oh, everybody's in this movie. Yeah, that's cool. That's fun with the the animated ones are fun because, yeah, you have to pick out the voices. You don't just see them, obviously. Um, My best thing I learned this week, uh, our fantasy football team. Uh, We had a draft last night. Kenny in choosing to engage in his best thing he learned uh, was unable to participate, which is okay. He saw a good movie. Um, So me and Peyton held it down. Um, Unfortunately, we couldn't both be in the draft room. So we had to we had to have some good communication over text during our like uh, the first couple picks were, were kind of intense. Cause I was the only one in the draft room. Peyton couldn't get in. There was like five seconds left. We were deciding, yeah. We were deciding who to, um, who to pick. We had to send like five email codes to get into the draft room. Um, we got Christian McCaffrey with our first pick, but yeah, we're in a, we're in a fantasy league with our, with our team. It is a buy-in and it's a dynasty league, which we found out, uh, like midway through the draft, which was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, we, our team, uh, starters at least we have joe burrow christian mccaffrey nick chubb tyreek hill Devonte adams evan ingram calvin ridley the dolphins defense and jake elliott as our kicker so i think we did pretty well um kenny didn't know who to give credit to that was a funny uh exchange we had in the no. group chat after but he what? did he wanted to give it he knew who he wanted to give credit to i was trying to be <laughs> humble and kenny did not enjoy that i was trying to be humble yeah but there's a text from July 31st. I forgot to mention, but our show is in a dynasty football league. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, we both forgot. All right. <laughs> we figured it hey, out. We have Jordan Addison and uh Jack, did you see who the last pick was at Peyton Main? Yeah, no, he it's this is this this ca- who is this guy? Chris Alatacoon. I can tell you guys are not well versed in your uh college football lore. Uh He's a famous uh, quarterback for South Dakota State. He was a baller in college, dog. He was a seventh-round pick with the Steelers last year. Didn't make it through training camp. Uh, 
then this he's the, also the, the, he picked him up and yeah i got a good feeling about sitting, this guy <laughs> sitting behind patrick mahomes yeah i also uh we had we had a the most dramatic moment was when peyton sacrificed his morals to pick mike evans as a backup yeah i mean he was just sitting there and i was just thinking like well i mean he has this, he does have a thousand yard seasons every year of his career and no matter how empty those may feel uh but they, yeah. we kind of had to set that aside the texas change is on uh is on twitter we just did it because of the johnny football documentary that was why because he came back to relevancy because of johnny manzel and we want um, money but, for winning <laughs> and we want money to win but yeah this i thought really we did a, a i thought we I did pretty good awesome. yeah Having Joe Mixon on your bench, that shows you how well you guys did. Thanks, Kenny. Kirk Cousins, great pick. That was the best one of all of them. That, I, so I picked him, and then I was like, we should have probably picked like a young quarterback to maybe have for like a dynasty. But we have Joe Burrow. He's young enough. Joe Burrow. We already have a waiver claim. Joe Burrow. I also already waiver. put in a waiver claim. We're going to drop Chris Alonacoon for, uh, for CJ Stroud. So. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, that that'll be a good pickup. So yeah, there's our fantasy team. Um, all right, we got we got a couple things in ratio joke bonk. Um, if someone else wants to read the ratio, I got the bonk ready. I can okay. I I'll can do that. Oh yeah, okay, you, you do it. You do it. You, no, you do it. No, you do it. All you. No, you. You, Peyton. I'm being okay, humble. Fine, I'll do it. it Anyways, you. we're gonna do we're gonna do. Uh, Wait, I want to do Elon it. Elon Musk here. This is like the eighth time that Elon Musk has been on ratio. Um, replying to someone. Uh replying to tesla owner silicon valley's question of is there ever a reason to block versus mute someone give your reasons elon musk replied block is going to be deleted as a quote feature except for dms uh he got absolutely destroyed for this one uh 7400 retweets 41.7 thousand quotes against 22,000 likes and 3100 bookmarks just for good measure uh, he got cont- community notes, rather, by his own website. Um, if the ability to block users was to be removed, X would be in violation of the policies of the App Store as well as the Google Play Store. Potentially, this could lead to X being removed from these platforms. There are no such policies for the web app, however. So, it'll be interesting. I don't think it's going to wind up happening for those reasons. But, yeah, he got ratioed for that. The following tweets were pretty funny, too. He said, it makes no sense. I got another community note. Blocking is a basic safety feature that allows basic protection for victims of abuse and stalking. Removing this feature would compromise the safety of many people on social media. The Tesla owner, Silicon Valley, replied, which I'm pretty sure is himself as well. Like, isn't that? Does yeah. He, like, he's he like part of that. Yeah, surely he's part of that. So th- that account replied, in my opinion, it's worth having. Unfortunately, trolls and spammers come out, um, blah, blah, blah. Then another reply is Jack, the former owner of Twitter, 100 emoji, period, mute only, period. And Elon Musk replied, Jack understands. No, I don't. I don't understand. This is, don't. Please, please don't remove blocking. Five hours ago, Elon Musk tweeted, pretty fun blocking people who complain that blocking is going away. How does the medicine taste? Oh, you are. Yeah. X.com, everybody. Bonk of the week. Bonk of the week goes to Max Chadwick. This is a food bonk. Right after coming on the podcast with us, he tweeted two photos. First photo, celebrate our grand opening Thursday, August 24th. See you soon. Talking about Chick-fil-A. And, of course, Max talked about going to Chick-fil-A even on a Sunday. And it wasn't open. And it's a devastating feeling. Uh, The photo right next to it is Burger King. Uh, it looks like he got a burger with some sesame seeds on the bun. I uh, don't know too much about the order, but I said there was no shame in what he just did after he explained why you sometimes go to Burger King. You can listen to that episode wherever you get your podcast. Actually, you can only listen on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple <laughs> or Apple Podcasts. Uh, but Says the one who the, uses Amazon Music. I use Amazon Music. Uh, that's Food Bonk of the Week. goes to Max Chadwick. We have to talk about this draft, I think, because in, in the – hour since we've tweeted it we've uh it's it's been getting a lot of like this is a this is a bigger draft in terms of responses um i'm winning the poll by the way 46 percent right now 13 votes stop the count um i think peyton and i only have one vote each so oh yeah sorry, sorry peyton well it looks like you and me are fighting for last 
Let's tie. It, it, come on. Let's, let's get a bunch yeah. of people to just vote. Sure. And the one vote for myself was myself. Um, me too. So uh, it, it, it was, I knew that draft for me was screwed when I forgot Bojangles. So yeah, that's, that'll, that's going to get made into a, a TikTok for those who haven't seen on the whole show. Um, Peyton, that was a massive, <laughs> a massive botch a by failure. Peyton. Yeah. I, I, I've been getting everything from like clown for having Taco Bell to like people texting me like you dominated. So I don't really know what to think, but yeah, shout out, shout out the food buying. Max, Max certainly thinks he won, but the votes so far say otherwise. So keep voting on the poll. If you're listening to this, go back, vote on it. I don't know when it expires, but uh, yeah. In a day. In a day. Um, yeah. It'll so be gone that, by the time this episode's up. Oh, so never mind. Go vote on our next Mount Rushmore poll next week when we do another one. Um, but yeah, with that funny food bonk, Elon sucks, and we will switch over and we're gonna finish the show with a little a little Believe Network general news stuff we're gonna talk about. All right, we're gonna finish the show. I'm gonna throw it to Kenny for this one because we we had some cool uh, tweets from Believe, of course, the network that allows us to do this podcast about uh, Missouri sports mostly. Um, we are a we're, we're part of a nice little coalition, Kenny. Um, what do we got? We had some we had some Bally news. We had some you know just hyping up believe as football season gets underway. What's up? Yeah, so this uh, article comes from Awful Announcing. Believe Sports Media Company launching seven shows on Bally Sports Ohio. Um, when you're not watching sports on Bally Sports, there are shows that run behind it. Uh, Rally is one of the big ones. There are some um, more recognizable figures on Rally, uh, but in general. These shows will start to run on Bally Sports Ohio. Uh, those those ones being the, the Big Ten show, Farm to the Show, Believe in Bengals, and the Ohio State Football Show. Um, so those are the ones that are getting picked up, and there's more to come, according to Believe. Uh, some other Bally Sports um, regional networks will be picking up regional shows from Believe. So if we were picked up, we'd probably go to Bally Sports Midwest or Kansas City. It's the same, same branch in general, but uh, that's the one where we'd go in that sense, but looks like, you know, for a dying uh, medium um, for media in regional sports networks, looks like they're still trying to grow and bring podcasting and some other outlooks and viewpoints um, to their network. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's smart. Cause it's like, you know, we already put this show out on YouTube, so you might as well, you know, you can basically just take that version and put it on actual TV um, and just broadcast it. It's a little tough because it's like, you know, we're not like a sports center. You can't, it's hard to like splice highlights and stuff if you're going to talk about that. But yeah, I think it's cool. And, you know, hey, Valley Sports Midwest, Kenny could have a nice, uh, nice little conflict of interest or something there. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Actually, we'll that see. that um, wouldn't be at all. But I mean, no biggie here. But Peyton brought up earlier uh, the Mason Wynn stuff. Who clipped and posted that to social media? We can't. There you go. You <laughs> you start posting pointing at yourself. You were not in the frame. <laughs> there it is. This, this guy. guy. Two thumbs. Two thumbs. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Um. Yeah. I think I'd have to. We'd have to. We have to get censored. We'd have to start censoring ourselves. We'd have to go back to FCC if we make uh, actual TV, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think to an extent you might have to. I feel like you could say something, but it might be the last time you say it. Your last time you even talk. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely up to you, Jack, if you want to keep using that bad mouth of yours. I can't even swear because I can't speak with these with the current state I'm in. But I also like we could take we could take the uh, like FCC. What is it? The safe harbor hour. We could be like the 3 a.m. show. Everyone just watches Still, like some things you can't say. And I think there have been some conversations that we've had so far on this podcast. that might have to be X'd out. We can't do bonk of the week on, on live TV. If you don't explain bonk, I think you could say it. <laughs> if you don't right? say what it is, you can I say I mean, it. at the end of the day, a bonk is just hitting someone on the top of the head. Yeah, that's true. It's all, everyone, it's all anyone ever knows. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty cool. Shout out to those. Shout out to Valley Sports Ohio for um, doing that with, with belief. We love our network. They give us a nice home um, to spew nonsense about Mizzou and other, and other stuff. So... Yeah, good, good, uh, good breakdown, Kenny. Any last things, gentlemen? Any things we forgot to say till Friday? We can have a photo on Facebook right now of myself in a Rangers hat. Um, Whoa, 
that's, that's your team. Ranger Stadium. That's your team. Yeah, right? was, yeah. And you guys didn't believe me. It's a picture of me with Nolan Ryan. It's a statue of Nolan Ryan. Oh, still the same. No. I'm gonna send oh, it to you guys. A lot. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Um, oh, the Brewers just blew out the Rangers. I watched the end of that game. Um, but yeah, good show, everybody. We um, we'll be back Friday. Uh, we'll have another. We'll have another Mount Rushmore. I wonder if it'll be as contentious um, as this this fast food draft one we did. But uh, yeah, everyone, stay tuned. I'm sure we'll have more fall camp whatnots um, to discuss and maybe more Dennis stuff. So we'll see. Hope everyone has a fun and safe week. I hope I uh, am a little bit more uh, energized because hopefully I can eat solid foods by the time I speak to everybody next. So everyone enjoy their week. We will see you on Friday. Adios.